Yo, 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 welcome to A Lot To Say Podcast episode. Well, it's not even an episode. It's a special it's episode. It's a special episode. Yes, and, sir. And we have a very special guest. The first guest on A Lot To Say Podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Uh, this is My name is DeAndre. I go by Dre. I'm a good friend of Randell, and thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Most no definitely, problems, most man. definitely. No problems, no problems. So, I mean, you had a you had a question for us because you you never met him before. So, yeah, so uh just I guess how you guys met cuz y'all are like childhood friends, right? <laughs> Damn near. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I got, yeah, you, I got yeah. you. Pretty far back. It's been like 10 years now. <sighs> had to be 2000, well 2011. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. yeah we it was a through. good time, man, but uh Excel Public Charter School, man. Man, that was that was an eventful First, year it, first, it, man. it was it was <laughs> and first of all <laughs> we only had 20 kids in the class yeah it, as weird as that sounds it's not one of those types of classes but <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah it was like 20 kids in the class so everybody knew each other but it's like it was always me randell josh, josh yeah. my man josh yeah. uh eric Eric. Yeah, remember Eric, man, Maurice, Mo, uh, yeah, Mo. Maurice. <laughs> Mo. Yeah, it was it was all it was always us, man. We had a, yeah, we had everybody, but for real, it just started off. You know, I remember it clear as day. First day, seventh grade, we all sitting at a desk, and then we really just got to talking, and then from there, you know, <laughs> spent the next two years just hanging, man, getting to know you. each other. So yeah, you man, know, it's and been, it's been good, and then. Of course, it was a period. <laughs> Once we got out of middle school, ain't hear from Brian like six years straight. That's typically how I go. Ain't though, bro. six years straight, and then you know man, we would hop now, on. We would hop on, hop the, on game the game and stuff like that. But man, now, now you can't even do that. You know, you nah, gotta, you gotta, gotta plan it. You gotta plan it with Randell. You gotta, nah, book a, you gotta book an appointment <laughs> with him like two weeks ahead of time. Hey, let him hey. know you're a busy man, man. You're hey, a busy we man. Are, man. We always got motion, man. Speaking always of got busy, motion. man, and just like occupations in general, what what do you do? Well, I am a firefighter, so uh, I'm just, you know, constant work, uh, 24 hours a day type of thing. So, you know, it's, it's tiring, but I love it. Damn, you said 24 hour shifts? Yes, 24 sir. 24 hours, bro. Absolutely. So with the 24 hour shifts, like, I guess, how do you set time aside for yourself for like the gym? And I mean, it's... I can't see the man, bro. He, he got he got a little yes. muscle on him, bro. He got a little muscle on him. Uh, yes, know, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. Got to got to stay cool. But you know, uh, typically, so I you know I work 24 hours, then I'm off for one day, then I work 24 hours again, then I'm off for another day. I got you. Then I work for 24 hours again, then I'm off for four days. So of course I work out at work like we do. We got our little hit circuit thing going on, mm-hmm. and then on my off days course i go in the gym like as soon as i get off of work i go straight to the gym then i got the rest of the day to myself and that's pretty much how it goes uh it works out well for me because of course i do have a lot of time off so i get to spend a lot of time in the gym that's like my happy place mm-hmm. yeah so it's like the way i see it having that that work-life balance thing going on is yeah. like it's like really important especially for a job like that because you know you essentially you see you see a lot of bad. I mean, you see a lot of good, but you see a lot of a lot bad, of bad too, yeah. You know what I'm so how do you, uh, with that bad and good, man, how does that even balance out? Like you said, you see a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. A whole lot. And you, you told me a couple of stories about it. So, I mean, how do you 
get that mental toughness? Uh, well, I can say is nothing really prepares you for the stuff that you actually see there. Like, yeah, you'll, you know, you go into that job knowing you'll see like some crazy and gnarly things, but I mean, nothing yeah. truly prepares you to see like a person in distress like that, like, you know, or, or, you know, someone's family member just passed out on the floor or something mm -hmm. like that. Like nothing prepares you for that. So it's like, you just kind of, I would say, uh, one, you, you just have to see it a couple of times and then it just sort of just doesn't make you numb, but you just sort of get used to it. And I like, like I say, I try my best to really not think about certain things, you know, like I'll, like when I'm off, I'm mm -hmm. off. Like, yeah, I don't think about separate work that work, you know, like yeah. you say, separate that work life balance and, yeah. you know, um, being in a gym, I know me and you, we play the game a lot and stuff like that. Yes. Probably. So it's a like, good stress stress relieving stuff yeah yeah you know like you need those distractions to you know help you out a little bit like you know sometimes everybody needs a distraction you know like i love my job truly absolutely but, mm -hmm. but i mean i need a distraction you know it's like <laughs> sure. i got you yeah, man yeah. i got you and um uh on top of that i was gonna add is there a time where even you're outside of work you're not in the gym we're not even playing the game does it all catch up to you Yes. Yes, it does. But I mean, it's, I'll say this, like, man, we're up a lot. Like, as far as like being up in the middle of the night and all that stuff, like you're uh -huh. up a lot. Like, you know, I mean, me and you talked a few weeks ago about like being fatigued and all that stuff. Man, yeah. So and that was, that was actually <laughs> one of our uh, episodes yeah, early man. on, man. And I that. Where's Friday? Check it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, so, like, there's been times where, I've just been chilling mm -hmm. and out of nowhere. I'm just like, get this wave of just like tiredness. Like, yeah. man, happened to me on the way here. For real. Actually, you know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. just, that's why I called you. I was like, man, this is, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta, yeah. yeah, I gotta have a conversation. <laughs> you gotta send something. him back with a, a bang or something. Yeah. Like, like, nah, yeah, hey, yeah. Drink your Zoa, man. He loved his Zoas, man. He loved him Zoas. Yeah, get your Zoa on me, yeah. man. <laughs> Nah, I'm telling you, but um, nah, I understand that, man. Like you really, day in, day out, seeing, trying to save lives, trying to, you know, be that savior for everybody. So, I, I believe you, you, you had a question about trying to save everybody. Yeah, what it's called is called savior syndrome. Ooh, and savior syndrome is being in a constant feeling or a need to save everyone and to save, you know, fix them help them with their problems essentially mm -hmm. um so i guess what do y'all think about savior syndrome is it a thing for y'all have you heard it before you know mm -hmm. what y'all think and this is actually my first time hearing savior syndrome but i mean particularly in my field of of work you know helping everybody try to get their songs done and being rushed with Hey, can we record? Hey, can you send me a beat? Hey, can you do this? Like it, it, it becomes a lot, but I guess that comes with um, trying to relate it back to Savior Syndrome, prioritizing who you want to help mm. first. So I guess you know, in a sense, yeah, you know, just gotta prioritize who you want to help. In my opinion, I in my you. field, but I know it's a lot different for you. Yeah. <laughs> You can't really pick and choose, choose who you want to save. Yeah, yeah, and that's <clears throat> excuse me, and that's like the hard part, man. Like, like what you say, you like for you, you have to prioritize. But for me, like, I really 
can't pick and choose who I want to save. But like, I also go into that mindset of knowing that you can't save everyone. So it's like, you just got to do what you got to do. You just got to do what you can, put in all the effort, do whatever you have to do to make that type of thing happen. But Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't save everyone. And that's okay. Like, at least you can, like, yeah, it's rough, Mm -hmm. but at least you can leave knowing that you did everything you tried your best you know like and i have been in like numerous situations where you know like our efforts were not successful you know Mm. so it's like and it's and it's man it's hard man it's it's like you you it's almost like you build up so much hope to to actually save that person and then my first cpr man we it was like 2 a.m we were working on this this young lady for a while and unfortunately you know it it didn't end the way that we wanted it to end mm-hmm. but you know and i remember just seeing the family and it's like it's like man i can't picture this but at the same time i understand what the family is going through because i myself have been in that situation like you know i lost my grandmother I, yeah i lost my grandmother back in uh 2018 yeah and it's like with her we eventually knew she was going to transition so we all we all went to go visit her and all that stuff in the hospital yeah and unfortunately like me being there i did watch her take her last breath and that that like messed me up a lot so bro i understand i understand even going through it with you know my pops yeah even my own grandmother like it's 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 tough so it really brought me to asking you this question what is your way of handling grief and it's almost like you see it every day man you yeah you, yeah <laughs> so yeah. i mean my way of handling grief is honestly i i just I play video games i work out i hang out with my friends mm-hmm. you know i go out and have fun you know but i don't i don't like try to poison myself or anything oh like yeah that, you know like i legit want to go ahead go have and just, fun yeah, yeah you know, like life I'll, type yeah. yeah you know like i'll go on a run and you know just run like a good four like you said miles. a lot of these things clear your mind up yeah. and i know you know me personally you don't want to keep burying it down so much you know yeah wait but yeah. i feel like because we're so active especially you you know it all filters out and yeah that's how you you know get your balance you go, so. you go in like this is why i enjoy having four days off because it's like <laughs> it's necessary honestly yeah, because it's not just like your it's not just a relaxation for your body it's also a relaxation for your mind you know your mind is like the most important thing because yeah that can either make or break you like some people it's a constant battle between their mind and themselves and it's like you don't have a positive mind yeah your body's gonna react to it absolutely and just to speak on that a little bit (laughs) you know it i used to talk to y'all about it all the time yes sir filtering out you know just thinking negatively all every day all day every day as soon as you wake up but once you realize how to fight your own uh issues and stuff then you become mentally tougher Mm -hmm. and then you'll be able to elevate yourself to that next level absolutely so yeah question for you Dre. i got one for you um you know do you ever 
you know sit back after a day or two and say dang i wish i could have did this a little bit better or you know in that situation that you were talking about where you weren't able to save that particular person do you reflect on it and say this is what i should have did better honestly no and the reason i say that is because yes um you gotta do everything right but no matter what you can do everything right and things can still go wrong especially in that profession in that profession but it's like at the end of the day like even if you do like make a mistake or anything like that a mistake is not a bad thing you know like failure and mistakes aren't a bad thing like mm-hmm. the way i look at it is failure is just a lesson like it's just another way for you to learn so in that case do i ever just sit back and tell myself that i could have done this differently honestly no because it's like man i mean like for us we have like specific protocols and guidelines that we have to follow so you have no choice but to get everything right 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 right. but it's like no matter what it's like the majority of the time you can do everything right you're not gonna get that uh that result that you want it's it's almost like uh of course, living with no regrets, trying yeah. to stay in the present moment at all times and um, really just keep moving forward. Yeah. Because it's always going to be another challenge ahead Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. And it's a ch- and it's a challenge every day. Like, yeah. I mean, going in and having to, you know, run the calls is fun and all. But I mean, like, it's those types of calls that you do get. It's like, it's like, like you know, dang. it's a challenge. So, so now let's say you get one of those serious, very serious calls on the way there what's what's going through your head yeah oh man like a hundred different things man <laughs> like it, man like man i i tell you my heart's always racing like that I, I may seem cool and calm and collected dang going right but my guy <laughs> yeah like on the way to like a fire or something oh i am nervous wow like i am like i am absolutely nervous and it's not it's not fear it's just that adrenaline it's adrenaline, the adrenaline yeah. you know like i am like nervous okay, okay and i'm like man i'm just like heart Someone's racing like, all this all right, it's, it's about to be game time yeah. we gotta we gotta but hit my way of dealing with that i just close my eyes i mm-hmm. take my headset off because we have our headsets in ah. and i take my headset off and i close my eyes and i just breathe and then i put my headset back on and we get right back at it and as soon as i get out it's time to go to work but I, I like that. That was yeah. very cinematic. Like I, I just imagined that as yeah. a movie scene. Yeah. That's I like that, man. I rehearsed that on the way here. Man, you, you need a documentary, man. Hey, I, I, I like real. We gonna get him a documentary. I like that. So, um, you know, I kind of want right, to so. bring it back to Savior Syndrome for me because okay, yeah, y'all yeah, talked so, about it. Definitely, when definitely. When I first heard of it, I'm a huge, and y'all gonna hear it now. This is the nerd coming out in. Me. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. I right. do a lot of comic books and. You mm-hmm. know, the movies and stuff like show, that. For show. So when I heard Savior Syndrome for the first time, first thing I thought about was a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Two most common superheroes y'all think about are Batman and Superman. Absolutely. Yeah. Two same goals, two different perspectives or two different thought processes for that goal. Superman, he says, I'll save everyone. Mm-hmm. Because he realizes he has, you know, an ample power level or the energy that he has. He has very few weaknesses. Batman save I'll, Batman says, I'll save as many as I can. Yes, because he realizes his limitations. He's Batman. I am a yeah. I'm a Batman fan. fan. So to like, the heart, I got man. it. To yeah. the heart, got the Batman symbol on the car. As for we sure, speak. Yes. for sure. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I guess getting into that, yeah. you said you Batman. So we gonna we gonna call Batman. Where do you draw the line? You know, outside of work, saying 
you know, this is just as far as I'm willing to go to help someone or save someone. Because like we said earlier, you can cut it off in your personal life. You could go up to a certain point. But at uh, work, you have to try to, you know, do your best to do it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you flip that switch on and off? Uh, honestly, man, it's actually harder than it seems because, you know, like at work, I got limitations, but also like my personal life, there's also limitations. However, at work, there's lines that we are not allowed to cross mm. versus the personal life. I know that if like let's say one of my friends or family like if there if like something's going on like let's say like uh one of my friends is trapped in a house fire or something yeah i know that i will if the fire department's not there i know that i'm capable of going in and at least trying to get them out mm-hmm. i will absolutely at least try to go in there and get them out wouldn't recommend so, it nah, honestly 100 no, percent wouldn't recommend it, it because <laughs> i the fire department completely advises against that but Hey, I mean, it's my, but it's you like you do. gotta do what you gotta do. Like I, honestly, for in my family, I die for them. Honestly, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. When back to that like adrenaline rush, man. When say if it's a, it's a situation like that, yeah, you definitely gonna yeah. do what you need to do. But also thinking strategically, yeah, knowing what you know, and that's and that's like our job, man. Like thinking strategically because it's like. There's a lot of. It's not just. Oh yeah, put your gear on and go pull the hose, put the fire out. Like it's a lot oh, no, of different tactics to it, man. Like you gotta think of the size of the structure. You gotta think of like the divisions, like the floor levels and all that stuff. You gotta think of where the fire is located. Like you know, you because you can literally walk right in and not see any fire, right? And the whole time the fire's probably right below you, and that's like the most dangerous thing about our job is like basement fires. Like those can. Those can do some serious damage. Like the situation in Baltimore. Yeah. Man, I went to the funeral for those uh those firefighters in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It was a huge eye opener. And honestly, that that incident scared scared me because like, I looked at the reality of it. I'm like, this is gonna be me. Like, not saying that I'm gonna die in the line of duty. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to. Too, yeah. But this is my job. That's gonna be my job. Like I could potentially it's- being put in a situation like that at any given day it's a pretty broad field yeah not just like you said just putting out fires right yeah it's, it's more than that you have to be able to think strategically communicate with people well You're try team. to get people out of yeah, bad exactly. situations teamwork exactly teamwork. yeah teamwork so with that um what is if you want to talk about it one of your most um memorable experiences or multiple experiences you know being on a a, a firefighter alright so uh, I got a good one actually so this one came out this was actually a couple weeks ago so I was on the uh, ambulance that day and we uh, got a call at a it was like a like a alternative school we'll say okay and it's for a kid who got a just having a medical emergency you got kicked in the stomach or something yeah something <laughs> something like that don't laugh why <laughs> I, I, I don't why? know I don't know I'm just, okay. I, I just run the I calls just you know? I just run the calls we just go to the call that's it okay but funny so we pull up there the CAD little CAD system that's our little computer that gives us all the updates and everything yeah did not update so I we get there and I'm like pull up to the school I'm like why are the cops here I'm like, so 
I get I tell my partner she's driving me. I'm like, why are the cops here? She's like, oh, I don't know. So we get out, get the stretcher and everything. I go in. Uh, the the guys on the engine come out and help my partner out. And yeah. I go in and I walk into the classroom. So I'm expecting to find a just some some kid on the ground holding his stomach. Yeah, you know, just got kicked in the stomach. Obviously, complete opposite. I, I open the door and there's just like Legos and stuff being thrown all over the places, tables flipped over and all that stuff. And yeah. I'm I'm like, well, uh, what the heck happened? Like the like yeah. the like the kid turned into like King Kong or something and just like destroyed the classroom. Oh my god! So I go in there and this kid is like furious. Like I mean, this kid's like seven years old, bro, yelling so much curse words out the window and all that stuff. I'm like, you didn't even know he knew that. I, <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I was like, yeah. man, my mom would have. So get in there, all the teachers and all that stuff are like afraid of this kid. And I'm like, okay. So little black kid. Alright. So, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I, so, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So cops are in there, ready to just You know. You know, you already know. know. Be cops. You already know, know bro. You know, so get in there and I uh ask what happened. And they tell me what happened. So then I, I was finally able to calm the kid down and talk to him you know like, like hey what, so what's going, what's going on, on? Yeah, yeah you know and i had a little conversation with him and i started asking him like hey what do you want to be when you grow up and he's like a football player i'm like you know you got to be really tough to be a football player so then uh starts basically just getting mad even more so then i was like does your stomach hurt and he was like no i'm like okay so you're tough so then finally got him to calm down because I, I was telling him about like there's kids his age or kids older than him actually like 12 years old who have been arrested or worse mm -hmm. been killed by the police right and i'm looking at these cops and these guys are ready to Take go by any means That's necessary to crazy. to get this kid, kid down instead and, of doing what you did <laughs> and this is and not a big kid this is a small kid right so i uh, sat him down Gave him the whole spiel about life and told him that if he wants to, you know, if you want to be a football player, you're going to have to, you know, get your grades up, you know, go to school and all that stuff and, you know, be good at sports, of course. So where you start here is you start cleaning up the classroom. So my man gets the broom and, and starts, you know, sweeping up all the Legos. There was a lot of Legos, man. Wow. There was a lot of Legos. Choking hazard for sure. But <laughs> choking hazard. Yeah, choking hazard for sure. That is crazy. So he gets the broom and starts cleaning up all the Legos. Yeah. Starts lifting up all the tables and putting them back into position and all that stuff. And you know, he calms down. So I look yeah. at that. I uh, take a lot of pride in that situation because before before that, there was nobody in there in that classroom trying, trying to trying to, you know, talk to this kid. Like yeah. they're just telling him to calm down. I'm like, this kid is obviously angry at something and there's probably something there's clearly something deeper going on this, yeah. is, this isn't a medical this is this is pretty much this kid needs someone to talk to you know ironically enough and you'll know what I'm talking about too uh, you remember that scene in Deadpool 2 where the kid was <laughs> yeah. he was angry <laughs> yeah. fired up and they was trying to help him mm -hmm. before the cops killed him or yeah. uh, Cable tried to kill him yeah that kind of what I'm thinking about too but yeah, that, that that's yeah and that's why I always that's why I take such huge pride in this job because it's like, yeah, I'm able to help people, but I'm also able to like connect with people too. You got like, to, yeah. You know, like you. at the end of the day, we're all still human. Like yeah. we have our emotions. We're all we have anger, we have happiness, we have sadness. Mm -hmm. 
and I feel as though you should be able to express those emotions without being judged. Sure. Now, how you do it, do it. Is, yeah. is another thing. But I mean, like, you know, don't go around throwing doing stuff and yeah, stuff. You know, that, throwing chairs yeah. out the window and, and that's, all that stuff. That's definitely one thing I picked up in the past year. You know, it's about not losing yourself, focusing on uh, uh, one emotion or focusing on something that already happened. Back to, you know, having regrets and stuff. Yeah. Try not to have them. So, you know, once you have that, uh, let's say once you're awake yeah, enough to understand yourself and your emotions, you'll understand how to control them. And, you know, what's uh, what's really beautiful about that. Um, so when I was a kid, my I had gotten I forgot what I was mad at. And I was like 10, you know, was a little little douchebag, you know. <laughs> so so, you know, I was mad about something and my grandmother told me. Just like don't let 10 seconds of anger yep uh, dictate the next 20 years of your life you and go. ironically my grandmother takes a huge part as to why i am in the fire department to this day wow because well i want to say when i was like five years old right um i live used to live in an apartment building and hmm. so this little apartment complex nice little, lab, little neighborhood and um a neighbor's apartment caught on fire and my grandmother like legitimately grabbed me and dragged me outside just being nosy at the time so i'm like okay cool and i out there and i see the fire department they're out there doing like they're doing work you know like they're actually like got the ladders up and all that stuff you know they're pulling hoses on all that stuff yeah and i see them they pulling this guy out they pull this guy out of the building and this dude just happened to be my grandmother's friend wow so I, I after that I fell in I fell in love with it I was like wow like whatever I just witnessed five years old five years yeah whatever I just witnessed was awesome and I want to do this and I've had my mind just set on it till it, like until I was able to do it and so it's like I really really do owe it to her and I really like am thankful that she you know pulled me outside that day because I really like it's because of her I'm here and it's like man. Some, I really wish she was like here to yeah uh, to see it. yeah bro, you know, I feel like, the same yeah, way 100%. you know you doing actually being a firefighter now you wanted to see that me better with music on the radio like you know yeah. I would want my pops to see that too so yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot to take in and it's a lot of weight but just know hey you making them proud for yeah. sure making and them proud for sure, sure man i was so. just telling you the other week you know my granddad he was yeah. a huge influence on what i do you know to the point of me liking cars everything bro and it's just like yeah you say you want them to be here and watch you do these things mm -hmm. but at the same time they still looking down looking at you yeah and yeah. it's almost like they even prouder of you now <laughs> yeah man because it's like you kind of continuing the legacy at the same time exactly and so. it, with with everything you know we just said that just takes me to the point of like what you see when you're young is I feel like it's what you're gonna be. Yeah. I always been around music. Yeah. Pops was a musician. Your dad was a firefighter, right? Yeah, he was a volunteer. Mm -hmm. Volunteer firefighter. Yep. And you said your grandmother showed you that. Yeah. You was inspired by that. Cause sure. it all comes around full circle. And it's almost to what we was just talking about the video before. Kids are the most influential hey, age. Exactly. Yeah. I was about to say you mentioned that, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. other week. So um it and now it takes manifesting and really zoning in on yourself to oh, yeah. make these things come true. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. Hey, I'm proud of you, fellas, man. We came a long way. For oh yeah, sure, for sure. Very long for way. Sure. Very very long way. So it, it's it's you know. 
kudos kudos to all of you and the process is very important the journey is very important you have to appreciate every single moment every single step that you take and show gratitude for how far you have came so what was your journey like becoming a firefighter oh man it was it was hard man i mean definitely wasn't easy like uh, i want to say it all started in uh 2017 like right after high school graduation uh -huh. everybody's you know you know they're all yeah i'm going to college and all that stuff you know i was i was literally about to go to full sail university but then crazy i was too <laughs> yeah but then i was like you know what like now would be the time for me to like you know try to give this a try so it's like i started uh looking into like different types of fire departments uh, originally i applied to uh, pg you know because mm. i wanted to be at home you know close to home and all that stuff yeah ended up not getting hired uh so it took me a little minute to actually uh get into the process so i eventually uh some dude had told me about fairfax and mm. i was like he was like yeah you know fairfax pretty good department they pay pretty good i was like all right i'm gonna give it a try so i applied like march 2020 and like two weeks later covid shut everything down man so so like i'm just sitting there waiting on a response for, yeah. for a couple months and i didn't hear anything until like june so you know you got to take a bunch of tests and everything to, uh, to uh, basically get into the department so you know i passed passed my physical you know yeah. the cpat and everything passed my written test and all the other stuff fast forward uh july 15th 2021 I got the phone call that I got hired and that I'll be starting, wow. that I'll be, that I'm in the academy from October 11th until April 8th. That's six months, bro. Six whole months. Six months. That seemed like it went by fast, man. Man, to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, to you. <laughs> On the outside, yeah. Man, those, that, honestly, the academy was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it's, it's like, you know. You was on your David Goggins type stuff. I was, man. I really was. And I would listen to David Goggins every morning just to just to get me in the mood because it's like yeah. you know, waking up at 4 a.m. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. Like I, I can't stand waking up at 4 a.m. But it's, see, I look at it like this, you know. In order to do something that you really want to do, mm -hmm. you have to do something that you don't like doing. Uh, and I yourself. hate waking up at 4 a.m. But hey. I know that it's gonna get me to where I want to be at. Do I still wake up at 4 a.m.? Absolutely. It's all a program it's now. All, it's all a program. But it's like, so get through the academy. But you know, the academy, you take a bunch of tests, right? Yeah. You know, you fail, you fail a test, you're done. You're fired. Just like that. So it's like, you're taking a test, you know, you're taking all your tests and everything, you know, sweating, nervous and all that stuff. You're like, you know, I ain't trying to lose my job, man. I, I wanted this my whole life. Yeah. Luckily, I passed everything on the first attempt. Thank uh, God. And was it like, uh, <clears throat> a time period before you can try again yeah i'm not sure how long the time period is but i'm i'm gonna say you can probably start again like probably like in a few months max i think i don't know i'd be hurt <laughs> i know man it's and it's like you because i already quit my previous job before mm -hmm. that so i'm like man if i lose this then i, I got nothing yeah you know, you know? sometimes when you do stuff like that and step out on that whim of faith it kind of gives you no reason but to succeed yeah like you got no choice but to just no keep going you know no so i'm like i'm like yeah i just gotta keep going and made it through and like they test you physically they test you mentally and they'll even test you emotionally and it's like they will break you down 
and build you back up mm. because that's exactly how the job is the job i to say yeah it prepares you for a job that can potentially break you down and then but that job's not going to build you back up you have to build yourself back, back up. up yeah so it's like it's like you know getting through that it was not easy but i mean i pat myself on the back every day because i made oh, yeah. it through like when i graduated man i was relieved like i i walked out i seen my whole family just sitting on the stage up man there, and I'm, like, I'm like man this is awesome and i of course i felt my dad and my grandmother's presence with me too it felt amazing but then it's like when they uh they want you to basically go on the microphone and announce where you're from and where you're going right you know me I, I suck in front of crowds. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't butcher it, but I, I, know, I, I know. really had to rehearse that before oh, I... Uh, I would too, bro. I was like, I uh, would too, bro. Deandre, DeAndre F. Clay, Prince vs. County, Maryland, uh, Company 427B shift. I'm like, okay, cool. And went up there, froze for like three seconds. I looked at the crowd, and I was like, man, that's a lot of people. Hey, but you played it off. Look, played it taking off. it in. Like, played it off, man. <laughs> Just played it off. I was smooth with it, you know? You had smooth to like, wipe that tear off your face. I was like, yeah, wipe this that tear Yes. Oh, this is nothing. This is nothing. I've done this before. Nothing. Haven't done it before. Hey yo. Yeah, it was it was a it was a long journey, man. Like you said, um But now uh, you you taking every single moment <laughs> through your training. Yeah. Through those trials and tribulations and even like you said, before even being in an academy, quitting your job to Yeah. Go take that next step in your life. Like you're already taking a leap of faith right there just by like quitting your job and going something that most that and isn't guaranteed. Yeah. But it's like And that's how I feel like for me, um coming down, you know, where I'm at, um, taking that huge pay cut. (laughs) I really had to start (laughs) flat. Yeah. Start flat. But But you you came a long way too, man. Came a very long way because I saw that the opportunity was worth more than the money. Yes. Look what you're doing now, man. Yeah. I mean, look where we where we at now. Be able to do this without you and your platform. Yeah, exactly. You feel me? And to think, it all started in the gym. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've heard I've heard that story between you two. Yeah, I've seen that. You guys just came up with this in the gym. That was was good. It was you know, and. That's something just just to dabble on that topic, not to go off too far, but you know that that's all a part of the of the journey because once he said a lot to say, that resonated, and now look at where we at. We're giving people a platform to talk about their story. Yeah, think about how far it can go. Exactly. Exactly. And we want. We need. Wanna... And and I'm glad we have you here for our first guest because as a first responder. Everybody not is not gonna know what y'all go through on a daily basis. They yeah. only from the outside looking in. I wouldn't know half the stuff if you didn't if you didn't, you know, yeah. Tell me. I mean it's people thank us all the time, but I mean I'm like, you know, I'm like I always tell them like you don't have to thank me. Like they'll say, Oh, thank you for uh like, you know, saving my life or whatever. I'm like, you don't have to thank me, man. Like mm-hmm. it's it's even if I wasn't getting paid to do this, I'd still probably They're be doing, doing this. Yeah, right? see, so, and that's how you know you really love what you do. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it. Like, I never look at it from like a financial standpoint. Is money important? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We have fun. <laughs> but loving what you do is just as important. Definitely is. It's like you can be you can be making the most money in the world, but be if you bored. don't like what you're doing, you'll sad. be bored. You'll be sad. You'll be miserable. You'll never be happy. But exactly. it's like you're happy and you're getting paid good then it's like hey you, so you don't get better than out. that you know what i'm saying yeah. and i want to talk about your journey man like oh you 
I've seen, I've seen, bro. From I've start, seen, from, yeah, I've from seen start. you from the start, bro. You, you've seen you've all came, the phases, man. Like I'm proud of you, bro. Because like, I seen, appreciate it. Like you, you faced all types of adversity. Oh my goodness, and you overcame all of it. Like that is, that's not easy, bro. It's not, and I'm glad I have friends like you two, and even the friends we have, and yeah. you know, from my other, you know, places, different places, because I don't, I don't think without y'all, man, I. I don't know where I would be Probably gone Because you know I was I was in a deep place Yeah man So I'm glad that I Over time Started to Look back At The good things That happened And Appreciated the journey Even more And took it one day at a time yeah. Cause now I'm at this place Where I can do stuff like this And be comfortable with Hey I can record Hey I can go You know perform here I can go You know Interact with people more Versus yeah. How I used to be way back in middle school, bro. Yeah. So, like you said, take it one day at a time. You know, like Dominic Toretto said, you know, live your life a quarter mile at a time. You know, a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Had to, had to throw that had in to. there. You know, for shout family. out to Fast and for Furious. Family. For family. family. It's all about family. Family. It's man. all about family. And family doesn't mean just blood, man. Yeah, family can be anybody, man. It doesn't have to be blood, you know. Like I consider my coworkers to be family. Absolutely, so, yeah. man. You yeah. and and just to dabble on that before we close out, because we we can go on this for hours oh, and absolutely. hours, man. I know yeah. you got countless stories, and honestly, hey, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> You're right. They wear fire gear. Some of them wear helmets. <laughs> Some of them wear helmets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. But definitely, man. Um, we appreciate you coming up here. You came a long way to come up here, and we we, we definitely we definitely appreciate, it, especially you being our very first guest. Oh yeah, very thanks. first guest. You um, you really broke it down to us, and we were happy to get a glimpse of your life. Oh yeah, man, I appreciate you for having me. Like it's an honor, you know. I listen to your podcast faithfully every morning. Faith- knows, yes, yes, faithfully every morning to work, yes. man. You know, I was yes. listening to it yesterday, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, on the way back from dinner. So I was like, yeah, you know. Uh, thank you for really having me on here. Like I really appreciate it, definitely, like, man. I'm happy to see that y'all got a good thing going on here. Yeah, too, man. Just to just to see where it started to where it is now. Think about it, man. It's a um, platform, like I said, to give people a voice. Yes. People are so, you know, you never know what somebody is going through. For my profession, I drive a lot. I meet a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so I see different lives, yeah. lifestyles. Yeah, you mean you meet a lot of a different whole individuals. Lot of, yes. Uh, yes, I do, DeAndre. <laughs> and yeah, man. But go yeah, ahead, man. So shout out your social, shout out pleasure. your department. Um, you know, anybody you want to shout out. Uh so uh y'all can actually follow me on Instagram at uh underscore King Dre underscore underscore uh shout out to fairfax county fire and rescue department that's who i work with uh shout out to my family honestly man shout out to my good friend of mine and a someone i consider to be a mentor antoine burton uh always told me uh becoming is better than being and that is like something that always stuck with me for my entire teenage years so Shout out to all of them, man. Thank Definitely. you all for having me. Ain't no problems, man. You always welcome on this show. You always welcome on this show. Definitely. But hey, you can follow me at Randy Music underscore. That's R-A-N-D Music underscore on Instagram. Yes, sir. And our podcast page here, a lot underscore the number two. Say personal social D die underscore L-E-W-W. Give those a follow if you haven't already. We're going to go ahead, get on out of here and see what we get into tonight, man. Definitely. I'm Randy. I'm Darian. And I'm Dre. 
we just had a lot to say. A lot to say, man.